And welcome to Alliant Health Solutions Podcast, Making Healthcare Better. My name is Rakia Campbell, and I'm your host today. And today we're going to be talking about the journey from vaccine hesitancy to acceptance from the perspective of a practicing physician. Now, just to give you a little bit of background, according to an article in Forbes magazine, the unvaccinated population includes nearly one in three workers at the nation's 50 largest hospitals. Now, the reasons that some of these healthcare workers said they did not want to get vaccinated is because of uncertainty over safety, preference for physiological immunity, distrust of government and health organizations, and just personal freedom of choice. Now, monthly survey data gathered through Facebook suggests that vaccine hesitancy ranges from 9% among pharmacists to even 20 to 22% among nursing aides and emergency medical technicians. And actually about one in eight registered nurses and doctors are hesitant to get the COVID vaccine. So today I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Diane Bennett-Johnson. She is Alliance Medical Director of Medical Management Services and is also a practicing physician who initially had vaccine hesitancy, but ultimately decided to get the vaccine. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Bennett-Johnson. Well, thank you for having me, Ms. Campbell. So please tell our audience a little more about your role with Alliant and what you do in your day-to-day practice. Okay. I'm a board-certified internal medicine physician. I'm a general internist, and I have been in private practice since 1991 in the metro Atlanta area. So I see patients pretty much most days of the week, but part-time I work with Alliant as one of their medical directors for utilization review, medical necessity determinations. And I enjoy seeing patients, but I also enjoy this administrative part. You learn a lot more, you get to actually change policy and both are actually equally rewarding at this point in my career. Awesome, awesome. So as a practicing physician, what has life been like for you since the pandemic started up until now? Well, initially it was quite chaotic. Mm -hmm. Um, Since I have a private office, one of the the major issues was, where are we getting the PPE? Mm -hmm. Protective equipment. Mm -hmm. It was frantically calling, internet, trying to find the N95s. Mm. Thank goodness we evolved that you could layer different materials. It was so expensive to get that, especially when you're in private practice to all this extra overhead that you're not thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one big thing. And of course, getting up early in the morning, about 4.30 or 5 is when I wake up anyway, mm-hmm. but going straight to coronavirus, Georgia news, coronavirus news, just trying to keep up because we knew so little. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt it as the leader of my little staff and my family to be the person who was their resource. So then it's like, oh gosh, I got to find out what's the, what's the research doing? Uh, Mm -hmm. What are we going to use? Oh, wait a minute. This virus does not like it when you have zinc in you. Uh Oh, let me go run and get get zinc. I got some before it sold out at CBS, but (laughs) (laughs) it was things like that where you're the, you felt the weight. And I think a lot of healthcare professionals can Uh, attest to this you felt the weight of what 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 why 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 on you because it didn't seem like the people who 
are in charge of us um, either globally or nationally could give a straight answer mm-hmm. or a consistent message. Mm-hmm. So at first it was a lot of chaos. Things settled down in the middle. We um, came to learn different ways of seeing patients like going out to their car and seeing them if they were ill. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, taking temperature, of course, having in my office, strict mask policy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had hand sanitizers everywhere, but if you were near a sink, use hand, uh, soap and water. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the other thing was learning to do telehealth mm-hmm. and trying to find creative ways to examine a person <laughs> uh, without touching them, which is so in inbred, ingrained in us to mm-hmm. be hands-on and then to be able to say, okay, all right, hold it up. Let me see it. Okay. Give me all of your blood pressure readings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just what are all your sugar readings? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are you eating? Okay. So actually some of it was actually positive because there was one patient I had, for example, who had been mm-hmm. telling me for years that he's, um, I think it's a herpetologist, uh-huh. but he, uh, his job slash hobby was um, reptiles. So then I was able to visit with him virtually and actually see snakes. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it was a different way to do, but underneath it is that fear, right? So our fear was, I'm going to get sick. I'm overweight. I have high blood pressure. And I've always been a vitamin D person anyway. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty healthy, but I'm Mm -hmm. still overweight and I'm still stressed out and I don't sleep enough, et cetera. And Mm -hmm. I live with someone who is vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was always that underlying fear Mm -hmm. um, until you know, of course the vaccine came out, but in the interim, we had people die. And of course their relatives will tell you this one and that one, and they'd be people who you wouldn't expect. Or Mm -hmm. there was one particular woman I can think of who was, I think it was the whole month of March, she was in the ICU. So when she came to see me, she was on oxygen and this was a vital woman. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just so painful to see this is reality and, and just the whole surreal aspect of it. And she did have um, the remnants of what COVID did to her lungs still, and she's still dyspneic and now she has scar tissue. So yeah, there was that element of, wow, is this some weird kind of apocalypse? You, you go outside and it's deserted. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm walking in the park with my daughter, but I've got um, a mask on, even though, mm-hmm. oh, you can walk outside. Uh, what about people who are coming right by me who don't care about masks? And what if I just happen to get a good whiff? You know, just yeah, that yeah. fear paranoia as- aspect, at least until we got vaccines. Yeah, yeah. So I can even imagine, you know, obviously as a physician, like you said, trying to make shifts to make sure you're taking care of patients, but also taking care of your family as well. Yeah, um, and, and definitely the staff, because they're looking at you like, it's whatever you say, doc. And it's like, right. wow. I understood that I was the captain of the ship, but really the ocean, yeah. <laughs> the Indian ocean. And oh. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a lot of pressure and thank goodness I did not get sick yeah. and neither did my staff and neither did my immediate family. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So in December, 2020, we know, we all know the first COVID vaccine was issued in the U S when that happened and that announcement was made and that person sat in that chair um, and actually she was a healthcare worker um, and got the very first vaccine. What were your initial thoughts in that moment? Okay. Number one, it's not going to be me till a couple of million get it mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. was awfully too quick. Mm-hmm. And I am distrustful because there's just something fishy going on with this whole back to the um, lack of 
cohesive messaging. Mm -hmm. I just didn't trust the current system that we had in place, Mm -hmm. that what I was getting was the reality and that it was fully vetted. Mm -hmm. And, um, and of course the whole thing about it, this being not even like our typical um, flu viruses, I mean, our flu vaccines, it, it wasn't typical. This was messenger RNA. What is this? what's going on? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it was mm-hmm. like, I, I don't trust what's going on here. There are too many yes men going on um, at the upper levels of who's supposed to be running this. And I just did not trust them to be apprehensive of their jobs, et cetera, and maybe skew the, the data a little bit. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how darn near paranoid I was. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's going to be a few million before I get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Initially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then of course, as happens, and I think most people in medicine, you, we do love to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to turn that off. So of course I started reading. So mm-hmm. I read about messenger RNA. Oh, oh, hold on. Are you trying to tell me that this concept has been here for decades? Did not mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, so this isn't new. Mm-hmm. That helped. <laughs> not only mm-hmm. is it not new, but you actually had a Chinese scientist, more than one, Mm-hmm. Some of them who died getting us the information with the, the, not just messenger RNA, but the whole genome of this virus. And it's like, just from a generic respect standpoint, it's mm-hmm. like somebody died to get us this information. Right. Let's at least look at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but, but it did help to know that this did, the concept of this vaccine did not start uh, in 2016, 2017, et cetera. It's really been what? 90s, 2000s, etc. Uh-huh. Um, that helped, and mm-hmm. um, attended some webinars. And there was this one particular physician who said, "You're either going to have it naturally or mm-hmm. get it by a vaccine. So you make a choice." Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I think she said within three years or something, it's just going to be everywhere at mm-hmm. this rate. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, "Oh, what?" So. Personally, I did not want to have it naturally and what, lose my sense of smell as much as I like to eat? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> cookie is going to like fuel? <laughs> uh, quality of life. Wait a minute. I, I don't want it. I, I did not want long haul COVID, although I don't think we knew it by the time the virus, the, the vaccine came out. But there were people who were saying, I never came back to normal. By then, what had come out was um, Pfizer and Moderna. Moderna is basically the same. Um, uh-huh. I think Moderna has just less of what is in the Pfizer vaccine. And it may just be why I did not have a problem with it. And mm-hmm. I have a problem with regular flu shots. With flu shots, I get achy. Well, Pfizer, I did not. I had an ache. Left arm, went back three weeks later, had an ache. Right arm was done. It wasn't like how some people are saying, well, you know, that second shot, I was in bed for a week, nothing. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I reacted just enough. And I think, you know, in terms of proofs in the pudding, I've been (laughs) close to enough people with that active virus to know Mm -hmm. that it must have worked on me because I did not get not one sniffle till ragweed season came. (laughs) So did... um... As you were hearing other people's stories about potential side effects, did any of that deter you at all? Or you just kind of wait? Like, for example, you were saying about the first person who got the first shot. I think it was, maybe it was England. It might have been somewhere else that the first person actually had an anaphylactic reaction. Yes. Mm -hmm. "Eh, 
that that's like um luck of the draw um rare and actually it's the statistics say that it's between two and five per million mm. get an anaphylactic reaction and when do they get it Ms. Campbell they get it within that first 15 to 30 minutes of getting a mm. shot so you're right there mm-hmm. so what mm-hmm. are the chances that you're actually going to expire from that so that's not really that wasn't part of my problem I was more worried about the long term my immune system being revved up with like blood clots and things where your immune system just started doing other things it shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. so I was extremely grateful that I ended up with Pfizer in my case nice nice so do you have industry colleagues that do not want to be vaccinated? And what have, if so, what have some of the things that they've shared about their hesitation? Because, well, you know, automatically we feel like, you know, from as, as a non-clinical person, it's like, like you said, you're around positive people all the time. Yep. And knowing that taking the vaccine would lower your risk, you would think that doctors and those that work in the healthcare industry that are around infected people would want to protect themselves, but it's just not happening. So what are some of the reasons that they're saying they don't want to get vaccinated? Uh, Well, I will tell you, I have yet to meet a physician who has not. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was talking to one today Mm -hmm. and he said the same thing, but Mm -hmm. what we have seen are mid-levels like the nurse practitioners, the PAs, and what you were saying about the pharmacists and everyone down, but I personally do not know. I'm pretty sure I'm probably one of the last ones. <laughs> um, that's, I, I think it's because most people know that vaccines work. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we are in a quote unquote first world country is because of things like healthcare and vaccines. And there are countries where they wish they had what we have. Um, I think though, in terms of healthcare, the people that I have seen that are in healthcare it's the same reasons that regular people feel and that I felt, which is, oh, that's too quick. Uh, you know, they always experimenting on somebody. Uh, I, I feel healthy and I'm, I, I, I wash my hands and I, I wear my mask. I don't go nowhere. This mm-hmm. is all the same things that the patients tell me or what healthcare mm-hmm. people say, except the fact that you can't protect yourself if you're in the hospital. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, you're, mm-hmm. you're breathing the same air as everyone. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that there's that element. I think they said 14% of people are what we call anti-vaxxers, that mm-hmm. they're not interested. And what can you do? They're not interested. Mm-hmm. So I think the good news is more and more people are becoming vaccinated, even the healthcare workers. So mm-hmm. the, the momentum is going towards that way. And um, whether it's politics or social, if more of your colleagues and friends are doing it, it's kind of less and less a reason for you not to do it. So when your patients come in and they say, no, I'm not going to get vaccinated. I don't want to. Do you try to convince them or? Oh, yes, there were three today that I hope that since I swayed and I put, pushed the needle towards vaccine mm-hmm. on three people today, I'm hoping at least one will actually do it because, you know, you may not know for two months later whether they actually did it. Mm-hmm. But um, one particular lady actually brought up, well, you know, that stuff is not FDA approved. Uh, hold Uh-oh. on. We can have to go without <laughs> Pfizer. Well, mm-hmm. I guess I'll get the Pfizer then. And I'm like, I don't know. She didn't sound too convinced. But <laughs> I think um, the biggest, the best approach with people is, you know, start with respect and love. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't always like that. At first I was, you've got to be kidding me. You have children and you're not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. What is going on? You have a daughter on dialysis and you're not vaccinated. 
you have a daughter who just left the hospital because she had brain surgery, you know, so I, I tended to be more judgy. So these days, um, there have been enough studies to show that does not work. Just mm-hmm. like giving people lottery money, remember? Mm-hmm. Other states are like trying to pay people. It's not yeah. working. Yeah. Hospital systems are trying to give you a little bonus. It's not working. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm now leading more with love and care. Mm-hmm. And um, like my mom, God rest her soul, used to say, you can catch more flies with mm-hmm. honey than vinegar. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. more about the honey. It's like I even slide it in there. I don't even make it a big deal when I'm asking about it. Like this lady, I was um, abdomen, uh, examining her abdomen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and uh, did you get your shots? <laughs> just <laughs> casually. Knows what you mean. When yeah. You they know what you uh-huh. mean. So you just kind of slide it in there. And it's just a, you know, kind of like, hey, I love your hair color. Or how's the weather today? It, it's not the ponderous. I hope, madam, that you've gotten your immunization <laughs> before you darkened my doorstep. <laughs> so um, I say lead with love. And mm-hmm. that way, kind of like the people I talk to today, then you will hear what it is that's bothering them about it. Wow. So at this rate, where, where are we? If you get immunized, mm-hmm. you have a small chance of having maybe some inconvenient side effects where I, I think the, the longest I heard is somebody said it took them a week to get over their aches. That's mm-hmm. Minor mm-hmm. inconvenience compared to the real deal. <laughs> right. And you getting a vaccine does not mean you can spread the vaccine to someone else. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be real. But mm-hmm. if you got the virus, even if it was just a sniffle for you, you could have just given it to your grandma and took her out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you do have to go with what it is that's bothering the person. So this leads me to my last question. So what do you feel are the most important practices that we can, we all can adopt right now to try to help us move forward. All you can do, Ms. Campbell, is protect you and yours. Mask up, backs up, as they say. <laughs> um, even people who are immunized, they don't live with you. Hey, wear a mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they can't get it anyway, just because they have the uh, vaccine. It's just that they will likely go to the hospital and if Mm -hmm. they go to the hospital they're not likely to die i think someone told me it was 0.003 percent of in georgia of deaths are among the vaccinated i mean what's that that's minuscule yeah protect yourself physically with masking social distancing as much as you can you still Mm -hmm. have to live your life well thank you so much for joining me today you are very welcome miss campbell And thank you all for joining us for this latest episode of the Making Healthcare Better podcast.